I mean, you tee it up in this district, and this is a league that, you know, it's just, boy, this is a – no disrespect to any of the other uh, teams that they played in the past, but this is – boy, this is a – this is it's a gauntlet. A, I mean, Yeah, it's a different level. I mean, the competition in that Central Texas district was good, and the coaches and the teams knew each other well, but Midway was the perennial favorite most years, and they did a great job of taking care of business, and when there was a challenger – um they they found a way to get wins and take them down but yeah going up north to mansfield and duncanville and desoto cedar hill these are teams you usually wouldn't see until two or three rounds deep in the playoffs and now they're now they're part of your district family Mm -hmm. so yeah kwame cavill over at waco high jeff hume over at midway uh that's that's what they get to that's what they get to go do each and every friday night now for us it makes for some terrific football i mean we we're going to see the cream of the crop in the state of texas every uh, weekend Mm -hmm. and week out but uh, preparing for that's got to be just very difficult. But you know, you and you got it. You listen. You, you got to identify that that Duncanville and Desoto and Cedar. Those guys are at, at they're the front runners in, mm-hmm. in going into this thing. So if you want to be in postseason play, you better go take care of your business on on those other games. And it begins Thursday night. I mean, you, that's a game. I hate to say it's must win when it's a district opener, but that's a game that if you were identifying, hey, this is a winnable football game. That's it. That's mm-hmm. one of them. And so go win those games. Go go go. You know, from mid from Midway's perspective, go go beat Mansfield. Uh, go beat uh, Waxahachie. Go beat Waco. You know, that's how you're. That's how you're going to earn a spot in in the playoffs, in my opinion. No, it's a huge game. I, I mean, it's going to be massive for playoff positioning, provided some of those other teams. And it happens in every district where somebody is below or above expectations. But that's that's one of those that you have to circle and think that's going to be pretty big as far as whether you're going to make the postseason or not so there you go and and again that'll be thursday night remember the start time you know when and i like the fact that they, they start a little earlier on when it's a, mm-hmm. a weeknight instead of a weekend so it's going to be a seven o'clock kickoff that means we'll get underway around six thirty. so uh Q and Ward and Steven, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> go until four, right? Go until yeah. four on Thursday so we can get uh, get get situated in the press box and then we'll do the uh we'll do the Matt Mosley show from four to six on mm-hmm. Thursday and then six thirty we begin. You're gonna have such an easy day Thursday time. That's not I'm a problem. For you. <laughs> not the first stepper. Three forty five. We're gonna step aside. We're back with more of the Matt Mosley show in just a moment. Recently on Game Time. You know, every time I think I've kind of got a handle on Garrett, I learn something new. Stretch. Here's a guy that <laughs> just wouldn't give you a plug nickel for chicken fried steak, but he Ooh. tells me that deep fried summer sausage is at the top of his list. I just said it's at the top of my list. I said it's pretty dang good though. <laughs> well, I mean, that's sausage. making me grab for a sleeve of Tums right just thinking about it. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. It's the high school football pick'em contest on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Whataburger. Each week, go to CentexSportsFan.com to vote for 10 selected games throughout the Central Texas area, with the winner receiving a Whataburger gift certificate. For all you Hatch Green Chili fans out there, you know how great they are. And if you've never had the Hatch Green Chilies, here's a perfect introduction. The new Hatch Green Chili Bacon Burger at Whataburger, available for a limited time. It's the high school football pick'em contest, brought to you by Whataburger on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you 
Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Smalt Sandwich Shop. Kyler Murray's three touchdowns and the Cowboys' four turnovers led to the Cardinals' route over the Cowboys on Monday Night Football, 38 to 10. The Chiefs rushed for 245 yards, the most since 2012, and Mahomes threw for 225 and two touchdowns as the Chiefs beat the Bills, 26 to 17. Kansas running back Puka Williams is opting out the rest of the season for personal reasons he announced on Monday. Baylor is having their first padded practice in two weeks today in preparation for the Longhorns on Saturday. Clayton Kershaw will get the start in game one of the World Series versus the Tampa Bay Rays tonight at Globe Life Field in Arlington, 7:09 first pitch. Tonight in high school football, Malakoff at Fairfield, 6:30 kickoff. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's 3:50, 10 away from 4 o'clock on the Matt Mosley Show. Tom and Stephen, and you on this. Uh, Tuesday afternoon. Again, our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. The uh, World Series begins in Arlington, as uh, Ward alluded to during our uh, sports beat. Uh, who do you like in this series? Who do you think wins this series? Is is this the year of the Dodgers? Is this the year of Tampa Bay? Uh, obviously, both teams got pushed to the limit to get to the championship into the World Series. So, uh, you know, who do you like? And, and obviously, I'm, I'll be honest, for no particular reason other than Max Muncy was a former Baylor Bear and, and a good guy. I'm, I'm rooting for the for the Dodgers. I mean, but, you know, I, I, I really just want to see good baseball for the next seven games. If I had a rooting interest, I'd say it would be 
the Dodgers as well, just because, I mean, I know they're not underdogs. Like, it's a huge market team. They went and got Mookie Betts just because they could this offseason, but they've been so close, Tom, so many times. And I just like when, when teams or guys that struggle with that narrative of not being able to come up big in big moments or in clutch moments are able to overcome that. So I, I'm rooting for them, but I really like this Rays team, and I'd be fine either way. I feel like LA is going to win it. Uh, to me, if, if not this year, I don't know when they're going to do it. They're sacked from top to bottom. But this Tampa Bay team, I mean, they're not – they hit a lot of home runs, and that's how they manufacture most of their runs. And they have good starting pitching and a good bullpen, and they're able to hold on. I was shocked after they – they went up 3-0. It gets to a game seven. I thought, man, this thing's over. The Strohs are going to finish it out. Mm-hmm. But they showed a lot of resilience, a lot of mental toughness to – get to this point and the Dodgers are the same way they went down 3-1 and, and found a way to win three in a row so I feel like this is gonna go six or seven games but I think ultimately LA's talent wins out and for the uh, first time in the postseason now remember the uh, the uh, first round were just was just a two out of three but for the first time in, in the season in, in the postseason Stephen they're they've built in some off days and there's you know I if, if you want to use I mean, they're playing at the ball in well. They're playing in Arlington at Globe Life Field. Uh, so, why the off days now? You know, they're they're taking Thursday off, and I think mm-hmm. they're going to take uh, Monday off as well. I guess it just makes it a little more normal. That would be would that be your typical That'd travel be your day? travel days? Yeah. So you you sort of give them a break, and that that does take some of the fun out of the strategy, even though it probably makes for some better better baseball well, you could reset i mean you're pitching yeah, yeah you no can reset question that pitching especially uh, your your non-stars your bullpen guys your bullpen arms tim and waco uh you can chime in on the cnc collision center text line anytime 254-662-1660 he said he's rooting for the rays because i love small market teams getting it done and I, I would think most people are probably rooting for the rays in this one i mean they're the underdog they're the team that even though they won the al east i think most people thought they were gonna get bounced by the yankees and the they didn't do it. and Remember that ballpark they used to play in? Oh, the trial? Oh. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, what a place. <laughs> I mean, they're probably really happy that they're playing in Arlington because they yeah. don't have to play, you know, home games at the trial. Where a ball, a ball could hit the roof or you could the hit catwalk it, yeah, and the, the beams. Occur- yeah. yeah, exactly. It's what an a- automatic double or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> what a place, huh? What a place. All right, uh, 353. And again, uh, just, you know, who, who are you in? And are you going to watch? I mean, is this something that you're going that you're saying? Hey, you know what? Seven o'clock every night uh, for the next nine nights. Obviously, there's two off days uh, for the next nine nights. It, it, if it goes a full seven, obviously, are you watching baseball? And for me, I am. I mean, I'm going to be. I, I love it. I, I can't wait. And seven o nine tonight, I'm going to be glued to the television and ready to go. Yeah, I'm going to be tuned in. It sort of falls in a nice place in the schedule for them. I mean, the NBA is wrapped up. Um, mm-hmm. there's really, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing except this. They, they get center stage for, for a couple of nights. Eventually you'll run into some football on the weekend, but. And uh, notice that those, those travel days and those off days, Thursday, Thursday and Saturday, and Thursday and it's, Monday. Oh, Monday okay. So you're staying away from uh, NFL's primetime uh, mm-hmm. matchup. Now you'll, you'll, you'll battle it on Sunday, but uh, Thursday and Monday, you're staying away from the NFL. I think you'll get good ratings. I think it's gonna be fun. I feel like people have enjoyed the, these playoffs so far. The, the championship series were great. I mean, they both went seven games. You had huge playoff baseball games on Saturday and Sunday night last weekend. So, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of interest in the series. And, and 
so I, you you like the you want the Dodgers to win. Do you like them as as a, a superior ball club to to Tampa? Yeah, I'll pick them to win the series, Tom. I think it's gonna be a long series, but I just feel like LA is uh, that they have enough pitching. And that lineup is, is just so good. They're going to find a way to get it done. All right. It's a 356, uh, four minutes shy of four o'clock, hour one. Wrapping up here on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Stay with us. We got uh, Campus Confidential as Stephen is going to take us through the, uh, through the college news and notes. And he's going to do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. I said that I was uh, falling asleep early, and, and last Saturday night I fell asleep watching Coming to America. And JT says, as Ward is out running amok, burning up Waco, looking for the strange. <laughs> You're only as old as you feel. <laughs> I'm going to sleep early, and Ward's out in the BM riding around looking, just looking for something. Mm, mm. The radar. radar. Is is this like a submarine (laughs) scanner? The goal is. Unnecessary roughness. Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. The the paramedics, they they wanted some reason he needed to know how much I weighed. And I I hear him go, well, they were lifting me. And he said, it feels like about 240. (laughs) 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 I don't think they're that far off. He should do that at the carnival or something. That's not a bad skill to have. That classic Matt Mosley show moment is brought to you by our friends at Central National Bank. Bank different, bank central. Listen to the Matt Mosley show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. 
If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road we have the best place for your pooch to stop and scratch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's you'll love our sausage. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Stephen Simcox and Tom Barfield filling in today and this is campus confidential it's our daily segment where we talk college football news notes just what's going on in that world um and i wanted to bring some audio to the table so we've been talking kind of in and out of segments in, in the past few days about this potential new transfer rule that would allow any player to transfer one time and they could be eligible immediately there'd be no penalty there um in the first time you do it you could just go to the next school and play uh, and we're seeing that already in a lot of cases. These waivers, more and more of them are being granted by the NCAA for whatever reason, you know, the student decides to to leave. Uh, and it was a, a hot topic on the Big 12 teleconference earlier this week. And Gary Patterson was asked about it. I know he's not everyone's favorite person uh, in, in Waco, Texas, but I wanted you to hear his thoughts on what he thinks about the transfer rule and what it could mean for uh, for programs across the country? Well, number one, there's no way that you can keep the 25 limit. Um, I'm not really in support of the rule. No, I think it's uh, it teaches, I think, in a lot. There's, there's always situations where it's better for a kid to be able to transfer. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, what I worry about is a kid, some kids will never grow up. Uh, yeah. You know, it's you because you never get an opportunity to work through a system. I think whether it's my own sons or it's uh, somebody else's sons are good. Uh, you, we have a lot of, we have a lot of examples here of kids when they were freshmen that weren't where they needed to be. But by the time they were seniors and they'll tell you that I was, I'm, I'm glad I didn't do this, that, or the other. I didn't transfer. I didn't do things. And we just yeah. made it easier uh, for, for that to happen. But right now, the one thing that's not married up very well is, is right now you can't take more than 25 scholarships. And so you graduate a large class, plus you have, you know, you have 10 guys transfer, uh, you can't make those scholarships up. So those, some of those things the NCAA needs to do, they, they, should be, they should already be in line and be married to each other already before we decide to make a rule that, that really doesn't work. 
because we were already with the rule that Wayne State's right now short a couple scholarships because of the of the 25 rules. So, um, you know, we're we're going to have to be able to do like anything else, like anything else. It's going to there's going to be positives and, and negatives. But I think you know, the difference between basketball, where you only have 12 to 15, uh, you know, some of the other sports where you have smaller groups. You know, we have we have 85 plus. You know, you carry about 120, 125 walk-ons and everybody else. And so you got an opportunity, I think, the same way with even the NFL, how, you know, teams change so quickly, going from sometimes winning Super Bowls to not winning very many ball games, because the roster completely changes. And uh, so I, I think it's going to be, speaking, I think it's going to be very hard. I think it's going to be very hard for people except for a couple of schools to be able to ever win back to back once this happens, because guys are always going to be moving. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, if you look at the large picture, I don't know if we really get accomplished what we're trying to get accomplished of actually growing these guys up. Cause only, you know, what is it? One in one under 2% actually go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so, right. so how are we going to, how are we going to grow these guys up so they can get a degree? And actually become good people in life and go and go be somebody. And so, uh, you know, it's I see both sides of it, uh, but I see yeah. as I probably see more negatives than I see positives. So, so I disagree with with Gary on a couple fronts here. And first of all, I understand what he's saying. His first point is about you can only take in twenty five scholarship players each recruiting cycle. So, in the scenario where you had a number of guys graduate and you had a big number of transfers, then it would be difficult to sort of make up that that loss on the roster with because you only have the, the 25 kids that you can take in. So if you lose 30 players and you're only taking in 25, then you have a gap there. But I would just say, I mean, that's going to be part of the coach's job now. And it's not easy. I'm not saying that it's not a difficult thing to do, but coaches are going to have to, in some ways, the recruiting process is going to be constant and that you're not only going to have to get guys to your school, you're going to have to show them why they why they should stay, why they should stick around, why they should stick it out if they're not getting playing time immediately, if they're not happy with the direction things are going. They're going to have to listen more to their players. There's probably going to be more player input than ever before, and I think we're already seeing that in college football. The second point he makes is, is about the kids not growing up, and I understand that there is a valuable lesson to be learned from if you know things aren't going your way sticking with something uh trying to make it work the grass is not always greener but i think you have to let the kids make those mistakes uh it's not like if you transfer you're going you're leaving school you're just going to another school so he's probably right in that a kid's gonna have a better chance to grow and succeed if they stay in one place for four or five years but we see guys transfer all the time for whatever reason it might be and thrive in their new situation so players are always sort of looking for that new situation uh, to thrive in. And I think it does make college coaches' jobs more difficult, but that's just a part of the gig now. And as I said, we're already trending this way right now. Like we see players getting the transfer portal all the time. They test the waters. I think some players are going to find out there might not be much of a market for them. If you have everybody kind of moving at one time, then you might not get the school that you – you think you'll get or there might not be the interest for for your services that you um, anticipate but that's that's part of the learning process too I, I think that's in some ways a valuable lesson to learn and, and you have to let them sort of make those mistakes if they want that freedom but let's turn our attention to and we'll talk about it more at 4 30 we got we got Baylor in Texas this week and Baylor 
uh, is coming off that postponement and they weren't able to hit the field for a long time. So there's been this stop and start with practice. And Coach Aranda was asked uh, yesterday about the difficulty of, hey, is it hard to have some practices and then have to get back and sit down and do the virtual uh, learning and, and the virtual teaching? And, and how difficult is that when you're trying to prepare for an opponent like Texas and, and you can't get on the field for a while and, and you're having all these interruptions? Well, I think you try to do um, with the time what you can. And so I know within the bye week, so after the West Virginia game, I thought we had a really good Sunday. Um, and I thought that Tuesday and Wednesdays of that of that bye week were two of our better, if not our best practices. I felt like the, the energy, the physicality, the attention to detail on both of those days was really strong. A lot, we had half line work on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we had pods or one on one type work, you know, or um, rather uh, two on two type work, you know, a, a guard and a center working a combo off of a shade up to a linebacker. And so, um, you know, guys were getting pushed, guys were getting off blocks. And so there's, really good things there and things that I, I think really address what needs to be addressed and um, was anticipating a good Thursday and then, you know, we get, we get, we're stopped, you know, and rightfully so. But in the time that we had, we were able to really, we had good bad tapes throughout the week. And so um, our players were able to meet off of Zoom with our coaches and you know, there'd be 10 plays of good, 10 plays of this is where you can do better. You know, the good would be highlighted by uh, this is how we see you right Th these are um, these are the things you're really doing well um, and then the things that we that need improving there would be an example of say say there's an NFL player or there's a player at Baylor or there's someone that that coach has coached before here's how they're doing it this is what we want it to look like and here's what you're doing now and then here's the drill that we're going to do to help you get there and so there was a lot of that. And that was up till Wednesday. I felt that was really strong. So using the time that we had, I felt like we really invested, invested wisely there. And so, I mean, you'd love to be on the grass. And, but um, I feel like we'll attack it come Tuesday. So, yeah, I'm sure that is a challenge, Tom. I mean, you're, you're trying to build some momentum. You're trying to string some good practices together, keep working towards the goal, and then you stop again. And you... You get a chance to do something. He talked about looking at film pretty extensively, breaking down the individual players. Hey, here's what you're doing. Here's what you could do better. But it it's not the same as, as being on the field and, and going through drills and preparing for an opponent. No, no. And, and it, that would be difficult under any circumstance. But think about uh, keep in mind now that, again, the there was no spring practice. And this is uh, Coach Aranda and his staff getting here and trying to implement some things to get some things done and, and put in some some new systems and, and, and players meet coach. This is really difficult when you, you when and that's you know we we fail to think about that when it comes also to the Cowboys. But 
they they at least are, are getting to practice uh, with with their new coaches and, and, and staff. But with, with, with Baylor, it has been stop, start, stop, mm-hmm. start. And there's no rhythm whatsoever. And, again, if, if this was a system that's been in place here for several years and all you're trying to do is polish some things up and or tweak some things and add things to, to your – but they're still teaching, Stephen. Make no mistake about it. They're still in a teaching mode of what they want done uh, from an offensive standpoint and a defensive standpoint. They, there's no way they have the entire playbook in, particularly when you have to start and stop so often. No, at least not, you know, the the physical reps. I know they got – they did so much Zoom in the spring that they went through the playbook and, and mentally, like, tried to prepare for it. But it's different seeing it on paper and actually taking it to the field. So, yeah, until you're out there actually walking through it mm-hmm. and doing it, yeah. I mean, the other's theory. This is practical. So. Yeah, it's it's a huge challenge. And we'll see – I mean, we'll see on Saturday. We'll see when, when it gets together. Now, Texas – they haven't really had that same problem. Now, they've had problems on the field in, in losing <laughs> some games, but they haven't had the issue of the start and stop. And they also, this is, you know, not a new head coach. He's been there for a couple of years. Um, on defense, though, it seems like Baylor's doing pretty well. So I'm curious to see kind of how they look against a, what can be a very explosive offense with Sam Ellinger at the helm. We'll talk more about that game, uh, Baylor and Texas at 430. Kind of who needs this more, what we're looking at matchup-wise. But coming up next, we'll chat with uh, Kyle Yeomans from DallasCowboys.com about that disaster of a Monday night game uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy skies once again tonight. It's going to be pretty mild with low temperatures only falling to 67 degrees. Tomorrow we start off with clouds in the morning and then decreasing as they go throughout the day, meaning more sunshine in the afternoon. Highs top out at 86 and the same story on Thursday. Mostly cloudy in the morning, turning mostly sunny later on in the afternoon with a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. The Army National Guard has taught me the value of showing respect to those I come in contact with each day. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed and accomplish the mission. 
Plus, the Army National Guard education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn how you, too, can live and serve part-time, close to home, by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. For a limited time, when you open a Casasa checking account at Genco Credit Union, you can receive a cash bonus, a $25 cash bonus. Now is your chance to be a part of the friendliest credit union in town and enjoy all the benefits of a free account that pays you money back each month and a bonus when you open it. Apply online today and get your bonus and start letting your money make you money. Qualifications and requirements will apply. For details, go to to GencoFCU.org and CUA Equal Housing Lender. Genco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Joe Trahan from WFAA in Dallas joined Game Town earlier to recap the pitiful performance from the Cowboys on Monday night and the drop off of talent at the quarterback position. Andy Dalton needed to be a glorified bus driver. He couldn't drive the, the yellow school bus. He needed to drive a party bus. I didn't think it would be anywhere close, and it wasn't anywhere close. And I think there are a lot of people who do what we do and talk about football who probably owe Dak Prescott an apology. I think he masked a lot of the flaws with that offensive line, and he made it look easier than it was and no was the Throws may not have been very accurate, but he got them there somehow, some way. Well, Dalton didn't even have a chance last night. Uh, the drop-off was precipitous. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Four sixteen. This is ESPN Central Texas, sixteen sixty AM, and. 92.3 FM. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, glad to have you with us on a Tuesday afternoon as we welcome in from uh, DallasCowboys.com, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing terrific, uh, except for what we saw last <laughs> night. Uh, you know, raise your hand if you saw that coming last night. I mean, they got they got taken to the woodshed. Yeah, they really did. And I know a lot of Cowboys fans are they're surprised, but not surprised at the same time. It's been just kind of that weird start to the season where it's it's what we've seen already, but this was to the extreme. It was uh, the first game, really, that you could say that the Cowboys were in it after the first quarter, but it was also the first game that really they weren't in it at any point after the first quarter. So it was kind of a – it was an oddity in that standpoint, but at the same time, man, it was a lot of those same issues being magnified last night. What was what was your number one takeaway from that game last night? I mean, there's several things that we could talk about from from line play to 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 fumbles. I mean, but what was your single takeaway from the football game? Well, I think you hit it with the fumbles. I think really from that point on, you you even before that, we'll start even before then. But the defense had found a way to to take DeAndre Hopkins out of the game. I mean, he had one reception for 13 yards all the way up until the fourth quarter. And they had, they had eliminated him. They had taken Kyler Murray's arm out of that, uh, that equation as well. They had really not allowed him to have a ton of success through the air. And, and even though he didn't have to have a ton of success through the air, they still uh, kind of contained him on the ground. He had a couple plays where, yeah, he scrambled out, and he's going to get those. We know what 
Kyler Murray brings to the table because of what he did in in Texas in high school and then, of course, at Oklahoma. Uh, well, we know the athleticism that he has, and he's going to get his fill. But the, the big thing was was once the turnover happened, the first one, and Ezekiel Elliott put it on the ground, and then all of a sudden a couple plays later Arizona's finding pay dirt, and now you've got a deficit. You come back onto the field, and you try and press a little bit to get back in the game and try and answer quickly, well, then another turnover happens. And that was such a deflating point in the football game that it put the Cowboys in a tough situation of ultimately going down 21 to nothing. You come all the way back, you drive down the field, and then after the two-minute two warning, you have an opportunity to get that, that, that answer that you really needed, and the touchdown pass to, to Michael Gallup was dropped. And so a couple deflating moments. It really started with the turnovers, and, and Zeke said it himself after the game. He said, we and I can't have that happen. I'm the one that's supposed to be the one carrying the load, and I have all the pressure on me. I can't drop the football in those situations. And he did it twice last night, and it was super uncharacteristic, but it was deflating nonetheless. Kyle, I know people were optimistic that this offense could function at least pretty well with, with Andy Dalton back there. I mean, could you even evaluate him last night? I know he was off on some throws and didn't look great, but it was just such a such a weird situation and adverse situation personnel-wise. Do you feel like you even got a an idea of what, what he's capable of? Well, I hope that was the worst of what we've seen of Andy Dalton, right? I mean, I, I think everyone expected a drop-off, sure. Nobody's going to say that, that, or at least nobody in their right mind would say that Dak Prescott is an inferior quarterback to Andy Dalton, that Andy Dalton's going to come in and be as good. I think that was pretty clear. But with the veteran capabilities that Andy Dalton brings to the table of recognizing defenses, calling plays, and finding a way to, to kind of navigate through a tough start, we expected to see a better outing. And, and like you said, he was off. He did not play very well. He missed a couple big-time throws throughout the course of the game. And even like I mentioned with the drop Gallup touchdown pass, I mean, that was an opportunity that uh, would have put them at 21-7. to They would have gotten the ball to start the second half. And all of a sudden, if you score on that drive, then you're back within a score. So things didn't go his way from a luck standpoint. They didn't go his way from a physical standpoint because he really just didn't have a great uh, amount of time to throw the football, I think. Once they lost Zach Martin, Connor McGovern kind of struggled a little bit throughout the course of the game. You've got such a young offensive line at that standpoint that even with a backup quarterback behind you, you're not going to have a ton of success. You could have put Zach Prescott back there, and he was going to have some some tough times throwing the football yesterday as well. I think Arizona ultimately just shut down Andy Dalton and outplayed them from the get-go. You mentioned Andy Dalton able to uh, recognize defenses, but clearly the offensive line was struggling to recognize uh, blitz packages because they were coming uh, unabated to the quarterback. You're exactly right, and you got to credit Vance Joseph and that defensive coordinating staff for uh, for Arizona. They brought a, a ton of different looks, whether it was Buda Baker off the edge. I thought Byron Murphy had a fantastic game as a cornerback last night. I, I thought he was really in the hip pocket of C.D. Lamb throughout much of the game. They shut down Michael Gallup for the majority of it as well, and that's tough to do with those receivers and the weapons uh, that are on the outside. It's tough to shut those guys down, but it's easier whenever you have the front seven playing like they did. And they they had a, an injury as well on their side of the football. Chandler Jones, who was uh, noted to be out for the season prior 
to the start of the week last week, and, and they made the necessary adjustments. I mean, that's what you get whenever you have a guy like Vance Joseph, who has been very successful as a defensive coordinator and is extremely experienced in the league. Whereas on the other side of the football and the other sideline, you have some trouble with Mike Nolan in that defense. And uh, it, it was kind of one of those things where it's it, as a Cowboys fan, you're looking and saying, why can't we do that? But they did it to Andy Dalton last night. And it was uh, part of the frustrating uh, tale of the tale last night. Kyle looking kind of long-term here. I know everybody wants to win and, and I understand there is value in winning the division, but at, at this point, would it benefit this team more you think to end up with a, a high top five, top 10 draft pick than to scratch their way to seven and nine or eight and eight, whatever it might be to, to win the FC East and, and hosting a playoff game. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, isn't that just the, the toughest question in sports right now? Because even based off of the, the, the success that you've had in terms of drafting guys recently, and you take taco Charlton out of the mix, you might take the, the 2019 draft out of the mix, but uh, overall you've pretty much had pretty solid success in going and grabbing some of these young guys. So even if you do quote unquote tank and, and you do kind of put the season on the back burner and look toward the future, you've got a lot of question marks still. Uh, I mean, and you're also tied up with some pretty big contracts as well. I mean, you've got Ezekiel Elliott on the books for the next couple of years. You've got to pay your quarterback coming up this off season. You've got a bunch of uh, veteran guys that you have on these quick deals that uh, are playing well, like at Alden Smith. And we'll see what Randy Gregory brings to the table this week and things like that, that are on the defensive side of the football. But man, there's a lot of question marks on this team already. And, and really in a year that you were built to win, I know the injuries have really thrown a wrench into things. Maybe the coaching staff doesn't have a great, uh, a great hand on this team. Like we originally thought, going into the year, it was really kind of, it's been disappointing for sure. But at the same time, this was one of those very small window years that you had to try and make a run and get into the tournament and see what you can do. So I still think, especially with the division being as bad as they are, go, go win it, go win some games, try and get to the playoffs. Cause once you get in the playoffs, you get in the tournament, who knows what could happen. And I think there's value in that. Like you said, with some of these younger guys, along the way instead of saying hey let's let's take a developmental year let's go get this thing especially because you're still in first place and it's really been up for the taking as as where does this team go Kyle I mean they played as bad of football last night as I can literally remember Mm -hmm. uh so how do you fix it I mean what do you do in in a week to get ready for for Washington on the road well, I think first off, you, you have to give a little bit more confidence. you got to get things right in, in that locker room because right now there is no confidence in this coaching staff. And you saw uh, the reports from Jane Slater, who today was talking about how players are saying that they're, they're not necessarily trusting the coaching staff and there's a, a little bit of discontent there. And even if there's smoke there, there's usually a little bit of fire. It may not be as intense and it may not be as big of a rift as we originally uh, are, or as it's being reported, but because of the, the reports, there's usually going to be some truth to it, especially when you're losing. And, and of course, winning fixes everything. You might have a chance to win a couple games coming up against Washington and then against a, a really banged up Philadelphia team, both of those games on the road, you have a chance to get back to four and four. And if you're back at four and four, all of a sudden you've got a pretty solid little lead in the division to go along with it as well. So I think, you start this week with the, the mindset of let's get things right. 
Let's try and build some confidence for this coaching staff, build some confidence for your backup quarterback and a very, very young offensive line. I think that's where it starts. Your defense is getting some reinforcements. Of course, you saw Leighton Vander Esch back in the mix this week. Uh, you're getting Randy Gregory back off of his reinstatement. And then also, uh, hopefully, Cheeto Ouzier uh, is back in the mix. And maybe even Sean Lee. I mean, two guys that are on IR that have an opportunity to come back this week. Uh, should they be ready to go? Stephen Jones mentioned that the other day. So there are some reinforcements coming on that side of the football. Hopefully your offense can get Zach Martin back and then try and get back on track because that's where it starts is up front with the offensive line, protecting Andy Dalton and just hanging on to the football. Did we underestimate, Kyle, the disadvantage of a new coaching staff with this truncated offseason? Or, or do you think this is just more about the, the personnel and not necessarily – not understanding the scheme. Well, I definitely think it plays a factor into it, but by this point, it shouldn't really be an excuse about the, the shortened off season. Because if you look at it from a Cowboys perspective, you have every single advantage in the book training camp with a hotel connected to your practice facility. You have the bubble where you haven't really had an opportunity uh, or really uh, not an opportunity. Opportunity is probably the worst word to use in this case, but you haven't had uh, any real problems when it comes to COVID-19 affecting your personnel and affecting who is available. And uh, of course, practice time and, and games and backing up scheduling and things like that. You haven't had that yet. Knock on wood. Of course, hopefully that doesn't happen and that does not come into the fray. But at the same time, you, you've really done things the right way from a coaching staff standpoint. But why are you not getting those results? You look at Cleveland, for instance, who came to your town with a brand-new head coach, never had been a head coach. He had only been a coordinator in the league in Mike Stefanski, and he comes into AT&T Stadium and puts it on you with a, a Cleveland Browns team that really struggled last year more so than the Cowboys struggled last year. Even from an 8-8 eight and eight to a 6-10 and 10 mark, Cleveland was not as good as Dallas last year, and they came to town and they beat you up with the first-year coaching staff. So I think at this point, you can't never necessarily put the blame on the offseason. You have to sometime find a way to get the job done and turn this thing around. And that's why I said this week is really the week to do it because if you wait too long, you're going to really be in trouble. If for whatever reason, and I know we're keeping it a little longer than we promised, but uh, th this <laughs> is intriguing. If for some reason they don't get it done this week against Washington, a team that they really are, are better at, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think, talent-wise, if they don't get it done this week, heaven forbid, then what? Oh, man, I don't even really want to think about that if we're being, being real, Tom. Right. I mean, wh whenever you look at the, the specifics of this week, this isn't going to be an easy matchup. I mean, Kyle Allen's a veteran quarterback who uh, he'll give you the football over a couple times, but at the same time, he, he knows how to put up some numbers should – uh, should he have an opportunity against a bad defense, which right now that's what the Cowboys are. They're a bad defense. And then even look at the offensive line. They're going up not only against the best defensive line in the NFC East, but quite possibly one of the top three, top four offensive lines in the NFL with five first-round picks across the line of scrimmage from you, where Ryan Kerrigan is a backup uh, on that Washington defensive line. He's a rotational guy. And he leads them with three sacks, and he would most likely be a starter on your defense, and he's their second-string defensive end. So I think overall this is going to be a matchup that's tougher than Cowboys fans think. I think there is a legitimate opportunity. You do fall to Washington, but, man, you, you, this is just one of those gutted-up games. You're the better team on paper across the board. You have to find a way 
to get your job done and to come out with a victory on the East Coast because if not, you're really going to be in trouble. Hey, Kyle, thanks. Uh, I know it's been a busy day, and we uh, we do appreciate your time today. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. I always have time for ESPN Central Texas. How there you that? go. How about that? Kyle Yeomans from DallasCowboys.com, our guest. It's 430, and we are going to come back. And when we do, we'll have some Baylor and Texas talk. That's coming up next here on ESPN Central Texas. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football, football. 2020. It's a 34-yard kick to win the game. Only heard here. here. And hold the kicks up. It snakes inside the right up right. All season. But it's kind of like when you drive in two lanes, you pay taxes on the whole road. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington football team. Live from FedEx Field on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, we're going to talk about Central National Bank. Uh, Of course, you know, Central National Bank, they're a locally owned and operated bank in, in that's that's incredibly important to them in in how they how they conduct business, you know. And they and they make a great point uh, over at Central National Bank. If if you were dealing with your your local physician or or your accountant or a mechanic, your neighborhood mechanic, you don't pick up a phone and call an eight hundred number. You call a you call a local phone number and and talk to that that banker or that uh, or that doctor or that mechanic so why not why not do that with central national bank they believe in people over the process they believe in helping their customers over helping themselves and man they'll they'll uh, they'll listen to you they'll they'll absolutely listen to to you and in your needs and what you're looking for so why not experience the difference uh, bank differently bank central central national bank at 8320 West Highway 84 and at 5400 Bosque Boulevard in Waco. They've also got a location in Temple and in Austin. And, of course, you can check them out at cnbwaco.com. Central National Bank. Good folks. Member FDIC. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. The Real Texas Gun Show has teamed up with the Scottish Rite Foundation of Texas to bring you a benefit gun show to Waco, Texas, October 24th and 25th at 2801 West Waco Drive at the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum. 208-foot tables of vendors are available. This gun show is to help raise funds for the Scottish Rite Foundation's many charities in the state of Texas. This is the first show of a twice-yearly benefit, hopefully for many years to come in Waco. Do not miss this show, either as a patron or a vendor. Tables still available. Contact the Real Texas Gun Show on Facebook. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. 
They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplessports.com. You're out! Barnett Contracting supports the administration, faculty, and staff, and students of Midway Independent School District and is proud to say they worked hand-in-hand with the school district on several projects. Founded in 1969 by Bob Barnett, Barnett Contracting offers a standard of quality to the construction industry in Texas. They always strive for successful projects and satisfied clients, wishing head coach Jeff Hume, his coaching staff, and the Panthers all the best. Barnett Contracting, 7703 Bagby Avenue in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Joe Trahan from WFAA in Dallas joined Game Time earlier to recap the pitiful performance from the Cowboys on Monday night and the drop off of talent at the quarterback position. Andy Dalton needed to be a glorified bus driver. He couldn't drive the, the yellow school bus. He needed to drive a party bus. I didn't think it would be anywhere close, and it wasn't anywhere close. And I think there are a lot of people who do what we do and talk about football who probably owe Dak Prescott an apology. I think he masked a lot of the flaws with that offensive line, and he made it look easier than it was and no was the throws may not have been very accurate, but he got them there somehow, some way. Well, Dalton didn't even have a chance last night. Uh, the drop-off was precipitous. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 435, welcome back into game time. I beg your pardon. <laughs> Welcome back to ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Stephen, we're glad you're with us. Game time, by the way, every weekday morning, 10 to noon here on ESPN Central Texas. It's, it's kind of running together today. Uh, Stephen, the uh, the Bears are on the road, hopefully, this Saturday. 2.30 uh, kick time, and we'll have the broadcast beginning with the network coverage at 12.30 with John, JJ, and Ricky. Look forward to that. And, boy, this it's it's almost it almost feels like it almost feels like opening day again. I mean, I really kind of have that that feeling. And, you know, I told you yesterday when when I saw that the Bears were back on the practice field, it, it was – I had a feeling of, of relief. I mean, it was just like, exhale, yes, finally they're going to practice. That means we're moving forward towards a football game. Uh, and, and that's kind of been the, the, theme, the theme over the uh, the last few days, particularly with this football team having played two games – and having three games that have either been canceled or postponed or, or pushed back or whatever the case may be. So it's been, as we mentioned uh, earlier today, on again, off again. But uh, they're moving forward with this one, and, and that's, that's exciting. And, and, it, it, and, again, it almost feels like opening day with, uh, with Baylor having not played for a couple of weeks. It looks like they're on track, which is good news. And they're testing the guys daily now, so maybe that's helping. I know they released COVID numbers yesterday, and while they do have – um, actually, I'll, I'll pull that up in an email because that's important enough that I should probably, you know, quote it exactly. They have seven new cases, but they only have 15 active cases, mm-hmm. and that's down significantly from the 30-plus that they were dealing with last week. So they've done a good job of uh, of mitigating the outbreak and, and figuring out exactly, uh, you know, how, how, that, how to attack this. 
But I wanted to ask you a question. I, I think I think I know how you're going to answer it, Tom, just based on some things you told me throughout the week. But because of the stop and start, because of just the inconsistency of playing and the record being at 500 right now, Texas is desperate this weekend. They they need a win. Who needs this game more to win this game more just to feel good about their season and moving forward? Is it Baylor or is it UT? Oh, it's Texas. It is Texas far and away. I mean, Baylor's got two games under their belt. They've got a lot of football yet to play. And they're on the road. This is a home game for Texas with a lot of heat on this coaching staff. And rightfully so. I mean, they're... The conversation that I can tell coming out of Austin is this team doesn't have an an identity, and they're four games into the season. And, you know, there's all kinds of conversations going on concerning Texas, both on the field with, with Tom Herman and his coaching staff and off the field uh, with, the, with the athletic director. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, and, and yeah, the, I think the fans in Austin and, and throughout the, the state of Texas that are Longhorn fans, I think they're a little restless right now. And, and, and right now, for Dave Aranda, his football team's in game three of their, of their season. So, no, I, th- I think it's fully, fully on Texas. Plus, Texas, again, is at home. So, uh, you know, uh, this, uh, <laughs> this, this thing's on Texas. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's the Texas Longhorns. And the identity piece, I mean, that's been something that's that's plagued Texas the entire time uh, in the Tom Herman era, and, and that's just been sort of who they are under him is, is a team that just kind of wanders around and they'll win some big games, but then they lose some head scratchers, and it's been a rough go for, for them lately. I did want to let everyone hear, so, so Coach Rando was speaking yesterday, and he discussed uh, what they're dealing with and what he's seen from Sam Ellinger, the quarterback, uh, and his time at LSU, Dave played against him last year, but just sort of what he sees on film from uh, from Sam. I think one of the things that that's that it strikes me about the offense is the amount of motion. I feel there's more motion in this year's offense than previous, and um, I think what that does for him is that that helps him with run uh, or with man zone um, tendencies. Right? Is it man coverage? Is it zone coverage? Is it a blitz? Is it not? And I think he's able to make decisions quickly. So that ball comes out faster than I remember it coming out when we were preparing for him last year. Now, I think the things that stay the same are just his competitiveness, um, his instinct. You know, um, the ball, when the ball game's close and the ball's in his hand, you know, he's going to make a play, right? He's going to own it. I mean, I think he's similar to our guy in that respect. In that, in that respect. Uh, but a lot of respect for him. I know the offense runs through him. Uh, their ability to have, you know, you look at the run game, and there's tempo, and there's RPOs, and there's some shot plays, and there's more. There's stacks and bunches that they motion to to create, try to hide. But then there's a bunch of Q runs. Right, quarterback counter, quarterback power, right, quarterback zone read, and I think you know when they when they get into certain parts of the parts of the game where they need a play, it goes to him, and so I think our ability to play team defense versus that I think is key. And I think these two quarterbacks are pretty similar. Now, now Sam is a big physical 
guy, and he gets, you know, Coach Randall points out, he gets going on that quarterback power, and he's able to run almost like Tebow used to, and that he's sort of like a fullback when he gets going downhill. But they're both competitive. They're, I mean, I feel like when you describe Charlie Brewer and you describe Sam Ellinger, the things that come to mind first are competitiveness. Yeah, the competitive and, nature. And grit and just gamers and guys mm-hmm. that get things done and, and make things happen. And it's not necessarily all the physical tools, but uh, this is a different offense. I mean, they, they've seen Kansas and West Virginia so far, and those teams are, are both somewhat hamstrung offensively and this is a texas team that that has athletes all over the field tom yeah but you look at at texas and you start scratching your head who's the leading rusher on the texas longhorn football team leading ball carrier on the texas longhorn football team is the quarterback Mm -hmm. i mean he obviously he's the leading passer but he's also the leading rusher i mean you don't have a running back that has more yards than your quarterback uh that's to me that's that's interesting And, and and I don't know if if those are scrambles and he's just done a great job or if that's by design. But, man, when, when, you're, when your running game runs through your quarterback and, and he's your leading rusher, he's got uh, 242 yards on 50 carries and five rushing touchdowns through the first four games. Steven, that, that's, that's – I guess the word is interesting. I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not real clear how that happens. They, they've always done this, and that's the staple of a, of a Tom Herman team, too. You know, when he was in Houston, they used to run the ball all the time with Greg Ward. So I don't know if that's just a play-calling quirk, but, yeah, it is interesting. And they've tried to establish things with Keontae Ingram, and it, it just hasn't really worked out. Um, he's been there. I mean, Sands were their most effective and consistent guy. And that may be the answer right there is Ingram hasn't been mm-hmm. consistent with uh, with rushing the football and – this is this is your most trusted guy, and well, it happens to be your quarterback. And I also feel like, and you see teams do this; they're pretty loaded in the in the running back room. Like they got Jordan Whittington, who could play; like he can play wide receiver, but he can also get in the backfield. They got Bajan Robinson, the number one recruit, or one of the number one recruits in the country. And I feel like Tom, one problem you run into, it, it's almost like when you have, oh man, we got two quarterbacks that can play. Well. If if no one's really separated themselves, then do you have like do you really have two QBs or do you even have one and when you're splitting carries like that it's great I mean it's great that they have different guys that can take the ball but who's the guy that you're gonna lean on in in big situations and right now for that team it's it's Sam Ellinger yeah at the end of the day it's it's the quarterback Sam Ellinger so uh there you go but uh, yeah I don't think there's any doubt that uh uh that the pressure to to win Saturday is squarely on the shoulders of the Texas Longhorns it has to be that seat is hot we, we've Ooh. we've talked a, at length about well maybe this is a free pass year for a lot of coaches with COVID nineteen well not for uh, not for Tom Herman that that seat's already cooking and people are upset people are mad about the results on the field they're mad because they feel like this team is kind of broken away from their head coach and, and what he wants so they they've got to get a victory I mean it's it's squarely on their shoulders um, they're already in deep trouble as far as being in title contention but a loss on Saturday eliminates you from any sort of big 12 title oh yeah that conversation is done if you lose on saturday and and again so there's there's a number of reasons why the pressure is on the uh, the texas longhorns to to be successful so uh and it, I, I can't wait i mean it, and it's always fun this game's always fun so look forward to it it is uh baylor in texas and it's coming up uh Saturday afternoon at 4.30, I beg your pardon, 2.30, and our broadcast will begin at 12.30 with the pregame, and then John, JJ, and Ricky with the call 
uh, of the uh, of the Horns and the Bears right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. All right, we're going to uh, step aside. We're coming back with more of the program in just a moment. Recently on Game Time. You know, every time I think I've kind of got a handle on Garrett, I learned something new, Stretch. Here's a guy that <laughs> just wouldn't give you a plug nickel for chicken fried steak, but he tells me that deep fried summer sausage is at the top of his list. I just said it's at the top of my list. I said it's pretty dang good, though. <laughs> well, Golly, deep fried summer I mean, that's sausage. making me grab for a sleeve of Tums right just thinking about it. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Whataburger. Each week, go to CentexSportsFan.com to vote for 10 selected games throughout the Central Texas area, with the winner receiving a Whataburger gift certificate. Introducing the new limited-time spicy chicken sandwich at Whataburger. With the flair of spicy, crispy chicken topped with fresh, cool veggies and pickles, this flavor speaks for itself. So stop by your hometown Whataburger and try it today. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest, brought to you by Whataburger on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. The Army National Guard has taught me the value of showing respect to those I come in contact with each day. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed and accomplish the mission. Plus, the Army National Guard education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn how you, too, can live and serve part-time, close to home, by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
limited time when you open a Casasa checking account at Genco Credit Union, you can receive a cash bonus, a $25 cash bonus. Now is your chance to be a part of the friendliest credit union in town and enjoy all the benefits of a free account that pays you money back each month and a bonus when you open it. Apply online today and get your bonus and start letting your money make you money. Qualifications and requirements will apply. For details, go to GencoFCU.org and CUA Equal Housing Lender. Genco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Joe Trahan from WFAA in Dallas joined Game Town earlier to recap the pitiful performance from the Cowboys on Monday night and the drop off of talent at the quarterback position. Andy Dalton needed to be a glorified bus driver. He couldn't drive the, the yellow school bus. He needed to drive a party bus. I didn't think it would be anywhere close, and it wasn't anywhere close. And I think there are a lot of people who do what we do and talk about football who probably owe Dak Prescott an apology. I think he masked a lot of the flaws with that offensive line, and he made it look easier than it was, and no one's a throws may not have been very accurate but he got them there somehow some way well Dalton didn't even have a chance last night uh, the drop-off was precipitous Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas All right, welcome back in. This is ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox. Glad to have you with us. It is a Tuesday, and we're glad you're uh, you're alongside. About nine minutes from wrapping up your work day and and calling in a day and headed to the house and uh, maybe throwing a couple of steaks and grill you some steaks and maybe a baked potato. I'm going to your house then, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't say I was going to do that. Uh, I'm saying okay. that that would be a great suggestion. Uh, and, and, and buy an extra one for uh, for uh, myself and and Stephen, and we'll we'll join you, and we'll watch the uh, game one of the World Series, and we'll root on those Dodgers over those over those Rays. You got to have a team you're rooting for. I mean, it's just more fun to watch a game that way. What's the biggest baseball game you've ever called, Tom? Uh, I've umpired a uh, several regional finals uh, it, that sent teams to uh, to state, and I uh, I had. I had Longview and uh, uh, d- down in the Conroe School District, uh, the Woodlands. I had the I had Conroe. Uh, I had the the Woodlands and in and Lufkin. I, no, I'm beg your pardon. It was it was Longview and the Woodlands, and I had that uh, in Lufkin, a, a series there. And then I had uh, Waxahachie and Mount Pleasant in a regional final. Uh, uh, so I've had several regional finals that, uh, that I've umpired in that sent teams to, to state, uh, did that for a long time. Uh, uh, then I joined the, uh, the, the, uh, Baylor broadcast. And when I did that, it just didn't have enough time to, to continue to officiate, but I enjoyed it. It's a lot did, of fun. Did everybody always love your, your they, calls? They, you know, they, you know what? I've never, I've never made a mistake. Umpire. Now, there's a lot of people good. who thought I made a lot of mistakes very often. A lot of them just when he got out of bed. But uh, you know, you, you kind of yeah, they were just off base. <laughs> you kind of if you're an official, and in and I empathize with those guys because in gals, it's a tough job. But you've got to take that approach. You know, there's three mm-hmm. teams on the field. There's the home team. There's the visiting team. Then there's the officiating team. And and you got to kind of take that approach that we're a team and we're gonna go. You know, and and 
those guys and gals, when they officiate whatever, the, if it's a volleyball game or a baseball or f- whatever the case may be, basketball, they take a lot of pride in, 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 in doing it right, looking sharp, being technically sound, being uh, efficient with the rules and all that stuff. I mean, so there's a lot of pride in when, in when things go well and nobody even notices you're there and you just kind of slide off after the game. That's when you know you've done a good job. Oh, and I, yeah, I'm sure nobody feels worse about blowing a call than the, the person making the call. And let me tell you something, 99.9% of the time when you make a mistake, you're the first person to know. You don't mm-hmm. need anybody to tell you, hey, that pitch was a strike and you you called it, you know, whatever. But uh, these guys and gals, they do a tremendous job calling baseball and softball and volleyball and uh, officiating uh, football games, and they're always in need of officials. That's the funny part to me is everybody thinks that they can they can officiate, but, you know. No, nobody wants to sign up and do it. Yeah, they don't have a long line uh, waiting for people to, to sign up and get that shirt and whistle. Yeah, we talked to Brad Strickland. Uh, or wait, Brad. Yes, Brad yeah, Strickland. Brad, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, he's, he's president of the, the football I had, association. I had a minute where I thought, wait, Brad Shelton's like, no, that's the AD at Midway. Yeah. So they're two different people. Well, Brad officiates too now. Make no mistake okay. about it. <laughs> um, but he's he's always saying, yeah, you, you need officials. And unfortunately, it's less and less people are doing it because it is a really thankless job. I mean, nobody's, nobody's you're walking on the field and nobody's ever like, hey, great job. Thanks for volunteering your time and, and making sure that these kids could get a game in. It's just, hey, you blew this call. Um, which is uh, which is unfortunate, but uh, I was just curious because I know you've had you've been you've either broadcasted or called some some big baseball games. Oh yeah, day. no question. And of course, uh, behind the mic, you you a couple of uh, regional finals, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in two thousand and three, and of course uh, ended up in uh, in oh five. Uh, Baylor ended up in in Omaha, and that was huh, that's a thrill a minute. I mean, that mm-hmm. was you know you'll never forget that. I mean, never. That was, was it way too much fun? Was it Tulane that they came back mm-hmm. in that elimination game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a the number of a one game. seed Tulane. Right, had a and, huge and comeback in in the old in the old ballpark in Omaha. There's like eight or nine broadcast booths, and they just assign you one randomly. You know, you're four, you're eight, whatever the case may be. Just so happened that us and Tulane were side by side. So as Baylor was charging back in that uh, in that game. I was able to watch the facial expressions and the body language of the Tulane guys, and man, they uh, they just couldn't believe what was going on. Could not believe what was happening. Mm-hmm. That that team was was loaded and, and came really close to to winning it all. I remember when I moved back to Central Texas a couple of years ago, I, I was up at the McGregor School for some reason or the other, and uh, somebody introduced me to Seth Fortenberry, who at that time was the vice principal and now is mm-hmm. principal. I was like that name sounds familiar, and then I got home and I was like, "Oh yeah, he hit that bomb against against I think it was Clemson in the super regional one year, and played baseball there in Waco and, and was really good." And that super regional, by the way, against Clemson was mm-hmm. a three game deal, and it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That Monday afternoon, I don't think anybody was at work. I mean, <laughs> that ballpark was packed. It was hot, H O T hot. Uh, I mean, you're in June, you know, and, but man. It was just one of those deals that you'll never forget. I mean, it was just uh, – but, but my greatest moment, my greatest moment, period, was uh, in, the old, uh, in the old Alex Box back in 03 when, uh, when uh, Stephen White uh, pitched for the Bears and when he finally came out of the game, he came out of the game basically to a standing ovation from LSU's fans. Unbelievable. 
Yeah. Is the have they renovated the box or is it still? Oh, the it's same? A, they got a new, new they got a new, new stadium. Okay. It is, yeah, that's what I thought. It is modern and it is nice and it is all of those things that you would expect LSU baseball to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it's I not. Still, it's yeah. not the old box, man. It's not the same. Nope, right. not at all. Not at all. All right, well, uh, we're approaching the five o'clock where hour did, here, Tom. Where did, where did that come from? That was fun. I mean, I like we reminiscing. Just, yeah, we just talked a little baseball. We got yep. a big baseball game tonight. I ask you about some big games, and we'll we'll just do that for the next hour. We'll just talk about big games, big, big games. baseball games that you've called. And, and you know, I wonder because I will tell you this, and, and I know we're up against the clock. I will tell you this: when I officiated. And it was a big game. I got nervous. I mean, big time nervous where, you know, sometimes you're like, you know, you're going to. I was nervous. But that showed that you cared. Sure. And I wonder if players are nervous when when they're waiting to begin the game. And then obviously once the game gets going, it's the game. But yeah. I just wonder if guys are, are just flat out nervous when it comes to playing in championship games. I mean, I can't imagine, like, as much as you want to say it's another game, I just – I can't really buy into it. Maybe for some guys, maybe for the best of the best. Yeah. And it might be a situation like I didn't play at a high level, but playing in high school for me, it was always, it was just the, the lead up that was always the worst. Like once you actually got in the game and, and got hit and got going is okay. Well, this is now your normal routine. So it, it might be more that than just the entire game. But yeah, I have to imagine if it's game seven and you're up in a big situation, you, you gotta be, you gotta feel that a little bit and the, the greatest are able to push through it. But I couldn't think that a lot of people are just calm, cool, and collected in those situations. I hear you. Uh, I can't imagine it either. 4.58, a couple of minutes away from 5. This is ESPN Central Texas. Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys report on Christy Scales. Early miscues lead to a thrashing by the Cardinals, and another key player goes down to injury. Details after this. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. Andy Dalton's Cowboys starting debut was a dud. Zeke fumbled twice in the first half, leading to Cardinals' touchdowns. Dalton threw two interceptions, and the Cardinals took advantage as Kyler Murray threw two TDs and ran for another. The Cowboys' defense was stout early, but wore down and surrendered five touchdowns in the field goal in the 38-10 loss. The only Cowboy TD came on a Dalton to Amari Cooper one-yard pass in garbage time. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy doesn't need to watch film to know the problem with his team frankly didn't handle the adversity of, of the four turnovers what 24 points off the turnovers tonight uh, we're the worst in the league taking care of the football we're giving up more points than anybody in the league off the of turnovers adding injury to insult all pro right guard zach martin exited in the first quarter with a concussion that's today's cowboys report i'm christy scales 
recently on the Matt Mosley show. They had the, the paramedics, they, they wanted some reason he needed to know how much I weighed. And, and, it, and I hear him go, well, they were lifting me. And he said, it feels like about 240. <laughs> 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 I don't think they're that far off. <laughs> he should do that at the carnival or something. That's not a bad skill to have. <laughs> that classic Matt Mosley show moment is brought to you by our friends at Central National Bank. Bank different, bank central. Listen to the Matt Mosley show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. The 5 o'clock hour of the Matt Mosley Show is brought to you by Coriel Health Medical Clinic. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. Five oh five. Welcome back into the Matt Mosley Show. Tom and Stephen in for Matt on this Tuesday afternoon. Brought to you in part by our good friends at Central National Bank. So, Stephen, we uh, we're into hour three of the program, and we uh, we're going to talk some high school football. We're going to 
talk some Major League Baseball, and we're going to talk some Dallas Cowboys football. Oh, boy, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. So uh, <laughs> look forward to that. Like that hasn't happened today. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I'm just curious for people who, uh, who went to work today, what was your conversation like around the water cooler or that first cup of coffee this morning uh, discussing that Cowboy game? I mean, was there a single positive you could take away from 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 that game and one of the things that we did not get into and I, I want to throw it out there right now while it's on my mind and, and I talked about it this morning on game time if you're in the second quarter and it's 28 to 3 or I think I think that's what it was or or 28 to 7 no it was 28 to 3 and, and you got fourth and 10 I can see lining up and attempting with, with that kicker attempting a 58 yard field goal But when you're in the middle of the third quarter and you're down 25, Mm -hmm. what does three points do for you in that scenario? Does that, do you honestly believe that in a quarter and a half, you're going to do something you haven't done in the first two and a half quarters? And and you're going to do it multiple times to get back in the football game? I don't, you can read that chart till the cows come home, but sometimes you, you, you have to use your two eyes and go, hey, I don't care that it's fourth down and 10. We're going for it. Plus, I've got to have the mindset that we're in four down territory anyway, and mm-hmm. I and that changes how I call the plays in that series of downs anyway. I mean, I'm not looking for 10 yards every time. I'm looking to, to get three, four, five yards and, and just keep moving the sticks because I'm in four down territory, and I'm going to go score a touchdown. That was literally the dumbest thing I ever saw. And then he kicks a knuckleball, and, you know, yeah. it, it, and that just kind of – for me, it just kind of symbolized the whole stinking night. No, it didn't make any sense. I was confused when it happened. And the only thing I could think, but it does, it, I can quickly debunk this theory. The only thing I could think, Tom, is you got, you're seeing if that guy can do it in a situation where you already know you're going to lose the game. But, like, <laughs> Zerline's Zer, name is Greg the Leg. I mean, he, yeah. like, and your special teams coach, John Bones Fossil, he worked with him in L.A., so you know what you have at kicker. Zerline apparently had no idea because he just comes – he runs on the field and just kicks a, a two-seamer out to, you know, oh. out wide of the wide of the goalpost. So it was terrible, and I don't – Well, I, I, was no trying to find, I was trying to find a silver lining for last night, and it's not special teams because they punted once, and it was a whopping 28-yard punt. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, Arizona didn't punt. To me, it felt like uh, it was just a let's get three points on the board and feel a little bit better about ourselves. So that puts you 22 downs. That means two, uh, three touchdowns and one two-point conversion. Yeah, right. That was going to happen. Yeah, it, it makes it technically a, a three-possession game. It literally was the stupidest thing among many stupid things that happened in that football game last night, in my opinion. I'm, I'm screaming at the TV. Fourth and ten, go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, first of all, you have to know going onto the football field for that series of, of plays and downs. We're in four down territory. I mean, it, there is no looking back. I mean, it's uh-huh. go time. It's the it's seven minutes or whatever it was in the middle of the third quarter. You got a quarter and a half, and you're down twenty five. You gotta go. Well, and and that's a thing, and it's a slightly different situation, but it always frustrates me about coaches. Is you get in a fourth and two, fourth and one situation and you're maybe in plus territory and they don't know what they're going to do before they get to it so you get in fourth and one and you spend 20 seconds deliberating okay are we going to go for it are we going to punt and these okay we're going to go for it and you get out there and then you have to call a timeout because the play clock is 
dwindling away. You have to think ahead of, okay, where are we on the field? And once we get this past this point, why don't we go for it? And I know that situation. Sometimes it's about how you feel about how your offense is playing that day, how your defense is playing that day, what the flow of the game is. But but the OC and the head coach have got to be talking about they, yeah, that long before fourth and ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's on third down. Hey, coach, we, uh, we got to go. We're going for it no matter what. Hey, coach, we're going here. for it yeah. on fourth and if it's less than four, we're going for. It. There's there's got to be some communication between the head coach and and and, and the OC. You're right. You you can't be in, in, in. I mean, you can't be trying to decide. Uh, whether or not you're going for it on fourth down when it's fourth down. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You you end up burning timeouts. You end up – or you end up with no timeouts and you end up rushing the play and obviously you have no chance to get it then. So – but, I mean, but trotting your field goal kicker out there for a 58-yarder and then it ends up being just a clunker, holy moly. That was just one of the many asinine things that you saw in the football game last night. And uh, it's just uh, – just one of those games. Yeah, Leon said on the text line, uh, that was the stupidest field goal I've ever seen. <laughs> and he said that makes you think, how the heck did he win a Super Bowl? Him being McCarthy. Yeah, well, I, I'm not going to argue. Again, if he if he splits the uprights and it's a thing of beauty, hell, that would have been good from 65. Okay, so you got three points. It's now 28-6. Mm-hmm. to six. Congratulations. Right. No, it, I mean, it, didn't, it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't fix your problems. It doesn't make the game any closer. I, I truly think, and this is sad because it's an NFL team, but I think it's it's like the scene in We Are Marshall, where Matthew McConaughey is getting blown out, and he says, "Well, we we, we got to kick a field goal here. We got to give these boys some, you know, make them feel like they've done something." And uh, it was just a it was trying to get some uh, some moral victory, and that's just that's not how it works in this league, and and that's not how it should work in the NFL. Tom, let's take a let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll get to Scott Stewart in All the right. next segment. This is uh, ESPN Central Texas. Coach Dave Aranda meets up with his former roommate Tom Herman this Saturday as the Bears travel to Austin to take on the Longhorns. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Baylor, Texas, this Saturday from Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium in Austin. Right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy skies once again tonight. It's going to be pretty mild with low temperatures only falling to 67 degrees. Tomorrow we start off with clouds in the morning and then decreasing as they go throughout the day, meaning more sunshine in the afternoon. Highs top out at 86 and the same story on Thursday. Mostly cloudy in the morning, turning mostly sunny later on in the afternoon with a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats and sundays while enjoying music from the 50s fox's treats and eats adjacent to the cedar chest antique mall highway 84 near mcgregor 
With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchie Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchie Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchie Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchie Group at 1-800-258-8302. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen, in the past couple of years, we've had a lot of people moving in from out of state to Waco thanks to Chipper and JoJo. And while we welcome these new citizens, they unfortunately brought some of their bad habits with them. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters and you know what I'm talking about, naked trucks. You'd think everyone moved here from McNewtville. But we shouldn't judge them, we should help them. For example, when you see a recent transplant truck from a less civilized state like California, instead of saying, your truck is disgusting, your bed is exposed, get a bed cover on that truck, buddy, that's a bit harsh. Instead, try something like, you know, in Texas, it's not polite to drive around with your bed exposed. Maybe you should check out the excellent selection of bed covers at Pickup Outfitters. And then if they refuse, you can say, well, I hear New Mexico's a nice state. Let's help our new neighbors and let them know that truck nudity is not okay. Let them know about Pickup Outfitters of Waco and send them to our website, createacommotion.com. Five fifteen, drive safely. You make your way home here on this Tuesday afternoon. Tom and Stephen, glad to have you with us as we roll along. Stephen, earlier today on Unnecessary Roughness, you guys had a chance to catch up with uh, with Coach Stewart of the uh, Temple Wildcats as they get ready for another big ball game coming up on Friday night against the Vikings of Bryan High School. We did, and this will be an interesting matchup because I, I said earlier, Tom, this is kind of the one team in that twelve six A district that we don't know much about and Temple doesn't know much about because they they haven't been playing them. They haven't been in the area and Brown's only played two games. So a lot of unknowns there, but coach Stewart talks about uh, their win last week against Cove and then looking forward to that Brian game as well. Temple one to know start district play and you actually get a game back at your house. So you're, you're going to be back at a Wildcat stadium this Friday night. How nice is that going to be just to be able to play back on that field and in that stadium in front of your home fans when basically for the whole season, you've been pretty much on the road. Yeah, it's going to be nice. I mean, like I said, we ain't, we hadn't got to play here very much. Uh, one game against a really good football team, and it's going to be nice. Uh, you know, and just the, the travel logistics that you don't have to worry about and trying to get the kids fed and just all of that stuff that, that comes along with going on the road, man. It'll, it'll be nice to be in the friendly confines of Wildcat Stadium. 
Coach, you got district started off against Cove last week in Conference Cove, and the, the second quarter uh, kind of melted down a little bit for the Wildcats. Were able to go into the locker room and make those adjustments. How proud of you were you of the team being able to come out, understand the adjustments, and put those into tack and get your third shutout in the second half of the season? Well, uh, you know, Cove's a good football team, and, and we jumped on them and, and, you know, had some things going our way. And, and my my biggest deal wasn't that, you know, we I mean, we just weren't playing to the level we should be playing at. I mean, I've said from Jump Street, turn the scoreboard off. The the, 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 the expectation in Temple, Texas, is that you play at a certain level, and I don't care what the score is. If you ain't playing as well as you could, then, then it's not acceptable. And, and, you know, the kids uh, accepted the challenge. They, you know, they came out and kind of executed the second half and, Got got rid of the uh, worrying about what the school board said and stuff like that. And sometimes that's what you go through with some younger teams. And and you know at some point we got to stop being a young team. We got to start making some big boy decisions and, and and just play the game because we're playing the game, not because of the situation. Did special teams get reworked, or was there more of an emphasis after that Martin game? It just seemed like you you're able to clean up a lot of things on, on that front uh, this past week, Coach. Well, you know, I mean, what we do wasn't broke. It's just the execution piece wasn't there. I mean, we 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 uh, revamped and we took a look at personnel and we kind of, you know, we we kind of shuffled some pieces and said, you know, well, this kid may have a better skill set to to do this or do that. But there ain't nobody reinventing the wheel. I mean, you know, we but we on kickoff we butt press separate and shed a block. Uh, we we teach that technique for a reason. And when you go against really good athletes, if you don't use the technique that you taught, or you don't even try to use the techniques you taught, then bad things going to happen. And so. You know, it's not like we revamped the whole system. What we do works. And, you know, you take away three plays uh, off special teams, and we actually had a pretty good outing. But, I mean, we have some stuff we need to look at, and we just kind of revisit the fact of when you don't do what you're coached to do, bad things happen. Talking right now with Temple Head football coach Scott Stewart here on ESPN Central Texas. And, Coach, on Friday when you were talking to your team following the game, you had mentioned that, hey, I have a good feeling about you. I have a good feeling about this bunch. You guys could be great. Uh, just give me the next couple months. Give me all you got for the next couple months, and you could be as great as as, as anyone else. And, and if I'm wrong about the team, then I'll come back later and say, hey, I'm wrong. But I believe in you guys. Uh, did the guy, Do you feel like the guys, especially what you've seen in practice so far, did they take that message to heart and understand what you're trying to tell them? Well, I, I hope so. I mean, time will tell. You know, I mean, you know, is it? I, 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 I'm, I'm not envious of the fact that these kids are teenagers in the middle of this crazy world that we're living in right now. I mean, 2020, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, I grew up in a time where there's no cell phones, there was no social media. Right. You know, there's just so many distractions, and that's kind of what I was talking about. I mean, they've got the rest of their life to be average if they choose to. If they want to go get two point, have two point two kids, and get a white picket fence or whatever average looks like to them. I mean, we've got. 12 uh, up to 12 weeks to go to do, go do something phenomenal that most people don't even have the opportunity to do and so what i'm just trying to do is mitigate distraction mitigate you know uh some choices and some opportunities they have to go do something to misrepresent themselves or to not play as hard as they could or to not, to not practice well i mean we're talking about three months uh that, that could completely change uh, and do something that nobody's ever done here, or at least in a long time. And, you know, again, we're not talking state champions. We're not even talking district championships right now. It's just if this team will buy in, if this right. team will just put the distractions aside and focus on what we're doing, I, man, it, it's a fun group to coach and, and at least give you a chance. And that's kind of what we, you know, we're talking day in and day out and week in and week out. And, you know, uh, it's herding cats sometimes. But, you know, if these kids can focus and if, they'll, if, if they will listen and, and put that other stuff aside, man, we, we got a chance to be okay. 
Coach Scott Stewart, head coach of the Temple Wildcats, with us here on ESPN Central Texas. And, Coach, looking at Brian, a team that, that has had their starts and stops, that has to be a challenge for them. But what kind of challenge does that bring for you getting ready for a team that has had just a couple of games under their belt and had to start and stop? Well, I mean, again, I don't know who's at a bigger disadvantage. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what they got. I mean, I do know this. They're big and they're physical, uh, and they play hard uh, up front on both sides of the ball. They run the ball well. Uh, their defense is very, very stingy with their front seven. So, you know, uh, but, you know, when you only get eight quarters to look at them uh, because they've only had two games, I mean, it, it, it's tough to tell. You know, they still got a bag of tricks they can pull out. I mean, they just they, – they like they, – they play smash-mouth football against Harker Heights, and, and they're going to come into Wildcat Stadium, and, and they're going to try to hit people in the mouth. And, you know, we're going to have to – we're going to have to rise to that. And, uh, you know, our kids usually don't back down from that kind of challenge. So – but they're a good football team. And, and Coach Rogers and his staff do a really, really good job of getting those kids ready to play. And, and I'm telling you, man, wait till you see them in person. Man, they're big, they're physical, and uh, they're fun to watch. Coach, uh, we always talk about the fact that this is a young team. They're still learning. They're still building. They're still learning how to finish. But defensively, especially in the second half of, of the wins that you guys have picked up uh, this season, they've been shutouts, and that defense has really ro rose to the challenge. Uh, how much pride do they take in, in knowing that they could be a dominant defense? Like you mentioned earlier, as long as they just go ahead and, and do what they're being coached to do, they could be that, and then see the fruits of it when they, they shut teams out in the second half like they've been able to do multiple times so far. Well, I mean, again, we've been fortunate on some of that. The kids are playing really, really hard. Uh, you know, I think our coach is doing a great job of making some subtle adjustments, um, you know, at halftime and, and getting some of those implemented and executed. Uh, these kids, man, they take a lot of pride. And, and uh, you know, they, they like the physical challenge. I mean, again, we're not we, – you, you've seen us every week. We're not the biggest – we're usually not the biggest team out there. But, I mean, they, they like to fly around. They like to hit anything that moves. And, you know um, – I think they talk a lot, take a lot of pride in it, and it's just a, it's a point of emphasis. You know, I mean, if they don't cross the goal line, what when we had that uh, interception down to the one-yard line, I was very, very proud of how those kids took the field. But, I mean, they sprinted on the field because until they cross that daggum line, they ain't cross that daggum line. So, you know, our kids are buying into that philosophy, and, and it, you know, every, every inch matters. And so just I hope they continue to grow and continue to execute. And, you know, if we can stay healthy, man, we might be okay at some point. Coach, this football season has enough distractions on its own, but going into this week, it is homecoming week, and that's always sometimes a challenge for especially a young team with all the activities that are going on for homecoming. How do you keep that in check for this team? I tell them it ain't about them. It's about the guys that have already graduated. I mean, this ain't for them. This ain't, no, nothing to do that's going to happen this Friday night is for our football team. It's for the guys that have bled, sweat, and cried and, and fought uh, their guts out for the last – 100 years or however long Temple High School has been in existence. I mean, no part of this is for the guys that are going to be wearing the uniforms. This is all for the community. It's all for everybody else. And as long as we can keep that situation straight in our head, I think we'd be, you know, we should be okay because there's not a single uh, ceremony that's going to include uh, having anything to do with, with the guys that are wearing the blue front white back pants. So if they, if they want it to be about them, they can either quit and come back and watch the game or they can graduate and come back and watch the game and it'll be all about them. Coach Scott Stewart with us here on ESPN Central Texas, coach of the Temple Wildcats. And, Coach, before we let you go, final question. Uh, I think I ask about this young man each and every week, but uh, each and every week he, he has leadership skills. Uh, he's a heck of a player, and uh, he just, he's just fun to watch. He looks like a real good dude uh, on and off the field. That's Samari Howard, your running back, number eight. Uh, he does a heck of a job, man. Uh, how, how, how nice is it to be able to lean on him and also have that leadership skills that he could take and kind of lead the, the young man on the field as well? 
Well, I mean, you, you hit it on the, you hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, the best part of that young man is what he does off the field, and I, and that's a, that's saying a lot to me because he's obviously a heck of a football player. But you know, he does the other things right. Uh, he's a kid that had not it hadn't always come easy to like that. I mean, you know, he had some uh, self proclaimed anger issues when he was younger. He had he struggled when he wasn't successful, uh, uh, kind of handling that. And he's really, really, really grown up a lot. Uh, and to watch him, I mean, he's he's probably the biggest encourager when when the twos have gone in this season i mean he's right there front and center talking to the backs that are coming off the field telling them you know what they're seeing he does it in practice uh you know every time he touches a ball in practice he goes and scores full speed it doesn't matter if we're working you know red zone coming out coming out offense i mean he will sprint 80 yards 90 yards uh he, he you know his philosophy is if i practice scoring maybe i'll score more so i mean just to watch that, and, and of course the other backs are going to do that because Damari's doing that. So right. just to watch his leadership skills and, and to watch his uh, influence on the rest of our team, offense and defense, I mean, it's just – I mean, he was out there on pump block the other night. He mm-hmm. he was one of the kids that walked up and said, Coach, if I can help in any way on special teams, please put me out there. So, I mean, we found a couple places to put him, and there's not a lot of kids that would do that. They're, they're looking at making sure they stay fresh and making sure they stay, you know, where they can be the most productive and – that's not who he is. He wants to win. He'll 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 do anything within his powers uh, to help his team. And and man, if if the world was full of smart Howard, we wouldn't have the problems we have. I heard that, and I'll tell you, man, on that on that punt block, he was so close. I was telling the guys during the broadcast, I'm like, Samari's going to get there. He's going to get there and yeah. lay out and block. He got so close. I think three t- two or three times. Yeah, and and, he, and he's going to sell out. He's going to land on his you know, his guts uh, to try to do that. He's not, the self-preservation doesn't exist in that young man. And that's, that's why he has a chance to, to, to be uh, really, really special. He ain't big as a hiccup, but man, he's got a lot of heart and he's got a lot of stuff you can't measure. And that's, that's all we can ask from these kids. That's a uh, Temple A coach, Scott Stewart. Good guy. Fun to talk to him. They have a game coming up against Brian this week. Uh, they're coming off a win over Cove and glowing words for Samari Howard, who's, one of the uh, the most fun guys to watch in, in Central Texas. So if you get a chance to get out to a Temple game, it's worth it to watch a number eight play. He's, uh, he's a special dude and, and really gives it his all, as Coach said, every time he goes out there. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some more high school football, also get the table set for the World Series. This is Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll hear from Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda. His team back at practice, working toward this Saturday's game in Austin against the Longhorns. That's straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. What season is it? It's truck season at Allen Samuels. Ram trucks are raring to go, ready to work and play, and all feature the best deals of the year during Ram Power Days. Come get your brand new Ram Lone Star at Allen Samuels with 0% for 72 and no payments for 90 days. Or choose up to $9,250 in bonus cash and incentives. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Shop, apply, buy online. We deliver Ram Power Days at Allen Samuels. 
Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2020-2021 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under to the first 2,000 memberships. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events, an exclusive Cub Club t-shirt, and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And back on today's Baylor Sports Beat, Coach Dave Aranda met the media yesterday. It's game week for the Bears, who had their game with Oklahoma State postponed from last Saturday, but glad to be back at work preparing for their game in Austin against UT this Saturday. It was great to be back. It was good to see the staff and um, to see them back, I th- you know, there's some real excitement there. I think um, you know, guys were able to, um, some of them were able to spend some quality time with their families. Others were able to do studies and make some cuts of, of uh, different systems. But I think everybody was just really waiting for us to be back. And it was good to see the excitement on everyone's face. And then player-wise, even more so, really, and so they were they were really excited. I thought it was great energy, and uh, I think it was the start the start of some momentum. If if there could be on a Sunday on a walkthrough, you, we had it. You know, you felt it. So it was pretty cool to be a part of that. But I think as far as getting guys, um, you know, eleven on offense and defense, I feel really good about that. In terms of you know, we had our test uh, yesterday, and everyone's negative. Coaches. Uh, players, everybody. So we've been in the right direction here for the last couple of those, and I feel like um, by the middle of the week we'll have we'll have most everybody back. And so we're so far so good, heading in the right direction. Coach Aranda and the Bears in Austin to take on UT this Saturday. It's a 2:30 kickoff for the Bears and the Longhorns. Also, the following week's game versus TCU scheduled for a 2:30 kickoff at McLean Stadium. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Joe Trahan from WFAA in Dallas joined Game Town earlier to recap the pitiful performance from the Cowboys on Monday night and the drop-off of talent at the quarterback position. Andy Dalton needed to be a glorified bus driver. He couldn't drive the, the yellow school bus. He needed to drive a party bus. I didn't think it would be anywhere close, and it wasn't anywhere close. And I think there are a lot of people who do what we do and talk about football who probably owe Dak Prescott an apology. I think he masked a lot of the flaws with that offensive line, and he made it look easier than it was, and no words the throws may not have been very accurate, but he got them there somehow, some way. Well, Dalton didn't even have a chance last night. Uh, the drop-off was precipitate. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas, good afternoon, 532. It's a Tuesday in progress. Tom and Stephen taking you home. Glad you're with us as uh, we get ready for some football. Stephen, we got some football coming up soon. I mean, there's there's games uh, 
uh, I believe tonight and to, and tomorrow night and mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Uh, it's Fairfield and Malakoff. So yeah. uh, Jamie Driscoll and uh, John Bechtel's teams will square off, and then uh, of course you got uh, football coming up tomorrow night, and everybody loves a little Wednesday night football. <laughs> Frost and Chilton and Bremont and Wortham tomorrow night. Sort of like uh, it feels like uh, I know the higher classifications. You know where I went to school, we played junior high and JV games on Thursdays. But right. I know some of the five and six days do Tuesday night, but some even do Monday night now. I yeah, I've heard that. Uh, but you know, we asked last week because we saw Malakoff and Grosbeck were playing on Thursday, and we were like, oh, well, that's kind of random. But yeah, why Thursday? Okay, good for them for getting it on on a Thursday night, giving people a, a break on Friday. Well, it was because that district is doing what uh, 2A 10 Division 2 is is going to, which is trying to play every five days. It doesn't mean every team is going to play every five days necessarily, but they're having games every five days so they can get their schedule done. And La Vega's going to do the same thing starting this weekend. I mean, they're going to play Friday night uh, against uh, Middle Othian, and then they'll play uh, five days later on the 28th against Alvarado, and then five days later on the 2nd of November against Brownwood so they can – get these games played and, and, and at least make sure that these guys a, and get an opportunity to play their football games that they worked so hard to play. And then, of course, uh, we'll get into the playoff scene. So, and, and hopefully everything will go well. I mean, you know, you just you, you cross your fingers that things go well for a lot of reasons. I mean, you know, and I understand that athletics at the end of the day is not the most important thing. I get it. But I will say this, and I've said this several times, I think it is important. I, I think it, it has a lot to do with people uh, and their mental health. I mean, getting to go out and, 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 and participate in sports and from a parent standpoint uh, to get to watch your child in the band or in the drill team or on the football field or in the, on the volleyball court, I think, that, I think that's good for, for people to, to, to get out and be able to do those kind of things. Definitely for the kids. I mean, the extracurriculars are are big, and and I, I like to call them co-curriculars. By the way, co-curriculars, co-curriculars. <laughs> yeah, they're important to yeah. me. Yeah, um, it's it is good for them, and just you know the social aspect of things, the mental health aspect, and hey, I mean there are teams. Not everybody's in the situation, but Martin La Vega. Uh, I mean, they got state title hopes. Everybody does, but those are two teams that you look and say, oh, legitimate. Yeah, they could do it. Yeah. So they they want to try to get these games in so they can go play in the playoffs and and, and make something happen. Um, it's not ideal, but that's sort of been the way in 2020 for everybody, and and you're making it work in in the midst of the pandemic. And teams, I mean, it, schools have taken this very seriously too. You know, I mean, we've seen schools shut down because of one or two positive mm-hmm. cases it's not like they're just letting these kids go out there and, and be infected when when these when this happens there's a slowdown that's why you're you're moving to this situation now because Bremond had a few cases and they had to say okay we're gonna take a break and reset and they're gonna try to give them a chance to play brownwood took a, a two-week break or had to shut down for two weeks because of their situation and the district committee um said okay well we'll give you guys a shot to, to try to get some games in so that's that's the reason that they're moving to these unique schedules and, and some of these schools as you pointed out they're even though they're not following the district uh the the district guidelines they're following their individual guidelines and some of these like brownwood i don't think there was that many 
uh, cases, I think they just decided we are going to get ahead of this and we're going to we're going to you know, we're going to stop this before it gets you know before it becomes a problem. And so when they got one or two cases, I think it was, they said this is what we're doing, and, and therefore because it, the the the, uh, the district uh, decided that they. Uh, that that wasn't, you know, they didn't have enough cases to, to warrant not playing. That's why the forfeit came into play. Uh, and, and, and La Vega gets the win. But La Vega and Brown would both say, hey, we want to play football. And the UIL said, go ahead. And so they're going to play football, Stephen, and mm-hmm. it's not going to count. But it's, yeah, but it's a game and it's competitive and there'll be score kept and, and they'll see who wins at the end of the day. Leon chimed in on the, you can chime on the CNC Collision Center text line anytime, 254 254- Six six two sixteen sixty, and he said, "Watching the Cowboys is not good for my mental health." So. <laughs> uh, that's fair, a good one. Fair that, point, Leon. Yeah, fair point. that was uh, that's legit right there. I told you I, I went from the uh, the the TV room uh, down to the living room because I, I just wasn't gonna, you know, it it didn't that game didn't warrant the uh, the big screen, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I was I was out of there. Yeah, I eventually sort of tuned out and, and was working on some other things and just had it on in the background. It's uh, you saw everything you needed to see in the first half and a little bit in the second half to see if they had a chance to make a comeback, but um, they they didn't play well and then they eventually kind of turned the Jets down and quit. And we'll see if that was just a, a terrible. I mean, they're two and four, so it's it's not just a, a one off deal. They they're not a very good football team right now, but we'll see if they can rally and and get things done against uh washington and philly in the coming weeks and and still leave them a chance to to win the division or if it's just this team packing it in after after only six weeks so uh, a quick nfl note uh the 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 dolphins i think they're three and three they're making a quarterback change Mm -hmm. they're they're going from ryan fitzpatrick who's made what 150 starts something like that to tua uh yeah they're going to hand him the ball for the first time. Um, yes, interesting. So Fitz has done a nice job, and <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not they're not the Cowboys. No, <laughs> they're three and three. And this has been Ryan Fitzpatrick's job basically his whole career. He's just been a guy that kind of wanders from team to team, and is a veteran presence and uh, has to groom someone to be the the heir apparent. But they're going to make the move to Tua, and they're not out of contention or anything. This is just. They drafted him highly. They wanted to get him on the field. He's healthy. He's cleared. So after the bye week, they're going to make the change. So they're going to they're going to go that direction, and so uh, that'll be interesting to see. It's five thirty eight uh, twenty two now before six, as we roll along on a uh, what is this Tuesday? Yeah, it's all all day. It's a Tuesday. Yep. So, baseball tonight. Baseball tonight. We got Dodgers Rays. Yeah. Uh, that's going to come up this evening, and it's game one. Now they're not playing seven straight days like they have in the championship series, Tom. But w- what do you make of this matchup? Because these are two teams that are, are, are different kind of in the way they're made up, but they both ended with the best record in the uh, in the regular season in their respective leagues. Yeah, I mean, I just – I don't know. I just kind of like the Dodgers. Uh, have, and, and, again, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to Los Angeles, quite frankly, uh, until playoff time. I mean, uh, you know, I, you knew they were out there in the West and you knew they were good and you knew they were really good. And, uh, but I was, I was more focused on, you know, following the Rangers, following the Astros, seeing how that was going to all unfold. And boy, boy, did we have, uh, did we have a big championship push in Arlington with those Rangers? But, uh, <laughs> when I, when you get to the Dodgers, 
I, I just like the way that that I just don't see an easy out in the LA lineup. I mean, I don't know about how, how you feel about it, but and again, you got guys like Max Muncie, who's a power hitter. Make no mistake about it. And a lot of times, power hitters are free swingers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just cut it loose if they run into the baseball and hit it a long way. Great. If they don't, they're going to strike out and go to the dugout. Well, he's got unbelievable uh, command of the strike zone. I mean, he has very few holes in his swing. And uh, if you're going to pitch him, you better pitch him away. And uh, but uh, he's a guy that that has, I mean, he drew some tremendous walks to extend innings and keep innings alive in that uh, NLCS. So he not only did it with with actually hitting the baseball, but with also terrific at bats in, in, in pitching. And forcing pitchers to go deep into counts, which you know runs up the pitch count, but that's kind of the mo of several guys on that on that roster. But for a power hitter like Max uh, and a guy that can swat it out of the park, he he has tremendous command of the zone. He's not a free swinger, no. He he makes the most of his at bats. One of the interesting things to me tonight, Tom, is you got you got Clayton Kershaw on the hill, and then Tyler Glass now for the Rays and. The Rays really, with Snell, they have almost two guys that you could consider aces, but Glass now is kind of their number one dude. But Kershaw, they just flashed the graphic on the screen a minute ago. His ERA in the World Series, 5.40. And I'm just curious, and nobody knows this but him, mm-hmm. is that in the back of his mind? It, being a 500 pitcher in the in postseason yeah. and having a high ERA and all that kind of stuff, does, is why he's getting ready right now at 20 before 6 o'clock for a seven o'clock first pitch, is that is that weighing heavy on his mind right now? It, it better I, not be. I mean, I think he's probably thinking about it. I don't know how much of a mental block it is, but it has to be somewhat mental because Kershaw is one of the best regular season pitchers yeah. ever. I, I mean, he's you he can't is, explain it. He's nails in the regular season, and he struggled. You mentioned the 500 record in the postseason. Now he's actually done pretty well in early rounds, but the championship series and the World Series. He's he struggled a lot, and he's coming off. He had the back spasms. I guess that was game three, so they scratched him in, in the NLCS, and then he came out and pitched game four and stayed in too long and got rocked, and they were down 3-1. I mean, it, it, at some point it has become a mental thing, and I don't know, Tom, may, maybe you do. I'm not sure what you say to a guy like that as a manager when he's dealing with something in that way, but this has been building for, for years now. I don't know. Here's the baseball. Go have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, go compete, really. Uh, because he has the stuff. Everybody knows he has the stuff to compete. And, again, you go back to the game where, you know, the, he he was out there for the sixth inning and they left him out there. That was also a game in which the Dodgers collected three hits. That three yeah. hits. So, I mean, unless he's going to go out there and no-hit his opponent, he's 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 not going to have success in that game. But I, I get your point. I mean, he he he'd kind of cruised through five innings and, and things were going well, but that sixth inning it uh, it got ugly in a hurry. And it'll be interesting to see. So, how does Dave Roberts? I mean, he's your guy. He's the he's the one guy on the staff that if you if you think, man, I'm going to let this dude stretch out and try to get out of some jams, it's only game one. But if, if things go south quickly, do you get out ahead of it and say, hey, we got to we gotta get you out of here and, and go to the bullpen? Well, yeah, I think you do for a lot of reasons. And also the other thing is if he is going well and it's going well for you, uh, thinking in terms of a second start for him, do you is five or six all you want from him and then get him out? I mean, uh, those are decisions that the Dodgers have to make. But, you know, you want – I would think you'd want uh, you want this guy fresh for his second start, and he'll obviously get a second start uh, if this if the series is extended. So 
you know, I mean, how many innings do you want from him in game one? And, you know, I mean, if this guy's able to go nine innings, do you do you let him have that complete game and, and, and be done with it? I mean, one theory, Stephen, as you know, is you play him one at a time. I mean, there, you know, you don't worry about right. tomorrow. You'll worry just... about tomorrow tomorrow, you know. <laughs> And but, I get that, but, but I feel, from a pitching standpoint, you've yeah, got to plan it, your your pitching. I mean, I understand. I just feel like that doesn't really apply until you're like, yeah, the Astros when they're down two o three o, then it's it's just about today. all hands on deck. And we, we got to find a way to win right now. Um, and I think in the World Series it, it gets heightened, but I still feel like in Game One you have to you have to worry about okay, I need. And maybe it, sometimes it solves itself, and he just gets blasted, and you have to go do it. But I I need this guy to hang in there and give me something because I can't. You know, throw my bullpen out there for six or seven innings. Well, and you've in game seen one. you've seen guys on the flip side that are getting rocked. The manager says, "You know what? I know it's your yep. not your day, but we yeah. are not going to blow up our bullpen mm-hmm. early. Take one for the team, yeah. and <laughs> you just got to yeah. stay out there and get it done and flail for a while. So and hope, hope that you find your command eventually. It, it, it just depends on the philosophy of the of the pitching coach and the manager and, and how they want to how they want to do this. But obviously. With, with the two built-in breaks, and I guess that's what you call them. I mean, they're, they're off days. Off they're, days they're certainly yeah. not travel days. Uh, but uh, with, the two, with the two off days, he, he will – and if this series is extended at all, he's going to get another start. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, if you got something on your mind, we'd love to hear from you on our CNC Collision Center text line at 254 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. It is 5.46, and we are going to step aside and come back with more in just a moment. Midway Panthers football on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Bird Colgen Ford. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Kenneth Weithorn, Darren Burrow, and me for Midway Panthers football. This Thursday night, the Panthers take on the Tigers of Mansfield. Our broadcast begins at 6.30 with the pregame, the kickoff, and all the action at 7 o'clock. It's Midway in Mansfield, and it's this Thursday night right here on ESPN Central Texas. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. Hey, we're going to take a minute. We're going to talk about our good friends over at the Baylor Club. They've got a lot of things going on. And, uh, you, you know, it's the Baylor Club is a place where you can connect and, and host and, and work and play in an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and uh, just a great space to watch all the action this season at the Baylor Club. They've, uh, they've opened up the walls to, to the main club level to ensure that members are comfortable with uh, proper social distancing. And, and that's really a, a key thing to, to, uh, to, their, to their organization. You can discover the, uh, this private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities and, uh, that you've been missing, including complimentary breakfast for members Monday through Friday, uh, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and uh, events for all interests throughout the month. they got all kinds of neat things going on at the Baylor Club this month. Uh, uh, let's see. What, what is today, by the way? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday, the 20th. 20th, Well, on the 22nd, it's smoking meats uh, at the the Baylor Club. And uh, that is from 6 until 9. And then uh, 
Of course, uh, they get uh, they got activities coming up on Friday the 30th and again Saturday the 31st. On Friday the 30th, it, it's uh, the Sloppy Joe Trio. It's just neat things like that over at the Baylor Club. Baylor Club members have access to the industry-leading Club Corp network. And, of course, uh, if uh, you tell them you're an ESPN listener, then you're going to receive a preferred incentive by uh, joining the club and mentioning this ad. Call April or Stephanie. If you want to know more about the Baylor Club, maybe take a tour of the Baylor Club, you can do that by calling April or Stephanie at 710-8080. That's 710-8080. Call today to make the Baylor Club your home away from home. Are your office surfaces covered in antimicrobial film that lasts five years for the safety of your employees? Does your office point of entry use a state-of-the-art thermal facial recognition scanner that also takes temperatures? Is it frustrating accessing documents from home that are stored at your office? Now ask yourself what other office technology company in Texas offers these products and services? No one but the premier provider of business technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, and Sean Hunt. 254-772-1600-UBEO.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders for customers on the go. Only in Waco, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, 1412 North Valley Mills Drive and 105 South 5th Street. For qualified buyers, see dealer for details. The kickoff savings event continues at Richard Carr with even bigger savings. All Buick, GMC, and Cadillacs in stock are priced to move. Save nine grand on a 2020 Sierra SLT Crew Cab. Get a 2020 Buick Encore for only $19.9 or save $10,000 on all 2020 Buick Enclaves in stock. Get here now, log on now, or let us bring a car to you. It's the Richard Carr kickoff savings event going on now. At Richard Carr, we give you more. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Joe Trahan from WFAA in Dallas joined Game Town earlier to recap the pitiful performance from the Cowboys on Monday night and the drop off of talent at the quarterback position. Andy Dalton needed to be a glorified bus driver. He couldn't drive the, the yellow school bus, he needed to drive a party bus. I didn't think it would be anywhere close, and it wasn't anywhere close. And I think there are a lot of people who do what we do and talk about football who probably owe Dak Prescott an apology. I think he masked a lot of the flaws with that offensive line, and he made it look easier than it was. And no, the throws may not have been very accurate, but he got them there somehow, some way. Well, Dalton didn't even have a chance last night. Uh, the drop-off was precipitate. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's time for the dismount. For a final look at today's top stories, here's Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox. 551, not away from six. Uh, Stephen, is there anything we didn't get to that we needed to? Well, I want to clean up some things on the text line because we got some okay. good uh, we got some good reactions. CNC Collision Center brings you the text line. When we were just sort of bouncing around some different subjects in the last segment, we were talking about High school teams making adjustments to schedules. Mm -hmm. And Leon said his brother-in-law coaches a high school team in the Rio Grande Valley, and they just started this week, and they're only going to be able to play five games. Wow. Now, I know the pandemic there was was really affected that area. 
So they're going to get some games in, but not as many as a lot of other schools. And it's just Tom, different areas of the state have handled differently. I mean, we've seen some Dallas teams. I know Brian's playing Temple this week. Brian's only played two games. Midway's only played a couple games. It just kind of depends on where you're at and who you're playing. Yeah, and, and you're right. Down in the down in the valley, uh, that has obviously been hit the hardest uh, in this in this portion of the state. And and you know they were they were basically shelter in place a lot longer than the than a lot of places in the state. So they're they're just getting going. And you know what? If they get five in, let's let's applaud them. Go for it. Go play football. <laughs> Uh, John chimed in and said he likes listening to Brad Sham on our station. Call the Cowboys games, especially during a loss like that, because Brad has a lot of funny kind of comments and he doesn't pull punches. So thank you, John, for tuning in to ESPN Central Texas. You can hear Cowboys games. We're an affiliate uh, all season long right here on our station. We used to, you know, we I'm telling you, there was a lot of times where you turn down the sound of the television and turn up Brad and, and, uh, and Babe. And, and man, to me, that's kind of cool. And Joel and Chilton threw out a really interesting idea when we were talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick getting, uh, well, benched is a little harsh, but that's what basically what that's happened. what happened. In Miami, they moved on to Tua. He's, he's healthy, and they're going to roll with, uh, with him. It's Tua time down in Florida. And he said, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to Dallas, question mark. <laughs> so I don't think they'll do that, Joel, but he is certainly a quarterback that could win. I think he could win that division. Again, this offensive line is such a mess right now. Uh, but I can't see the Cowboys trading draft capital for for Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, not with this team. I mean, there's if if that was the last piece to the puzzle, then then yeah. But with this team, uh, there's just way too many. There's way too many broken parts. There is. And uh, Jerry Jones was speaking to the media today, and he was asked if he felt good, even with all the uh, you know all, all the chaos, the bad <laughs> record. If it felt good to still be in first place in the NFC East. And he said, I'm not in a feel good mood. Frankly, we've got manna from heaven being in the East. These things have a way of evening out as you go along. Certainly the division's having the challenges. Now when you're not playing better than we are, it's basically hard for me to look at the end game, which is winning the division and get excited that we're better. So Jerry Jones, not in a feel good mood, even though his team is uh, in first place right now. For, and most for of the time reasons. he'll put lipstick on a pig, but he didn't oh, do it yeah. there. He's, he's the, huh. He's the eternal optimist. Yeah. I mean, he is a guy that uh, likes to see the the bright side of anything, likes to, you know, twist words and, um, you know, move things around and make you feel like, oh, you, maybe things aren't so bad. I think that's part of the reason this team's overrated consistently. But he, he didn't – he's not feeling it right now. He knows – he realizes what this team is, and they're not very good. Do you remember when just a few short years ago they had the best offensive line in all of football, I do. That's how many champ? How many trips to the NFC Championship game did they make in that little run? Uh, same mm. amount they made in my lifetime, which is zero. There you go. All right, five fifty-five, five away from six on the uh, on the dismount here from ESPN Central Texas. Anything? Uh, anything else we need to clean up? That's all I got, Tom. Let's all watch some baseball. All right, it is baseball time at seven o'clock as uh, the uh, the Dodgers. Hook up with the Rays in game one of the uh, – and normally I'm an American League guy because of the Rangers, but I'm – You're, you're I'm, a trader, yeah. I, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going with Max Muncy in those, in those Dodgers. Have fun tonight, and we'll talk to you tomorrow here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show.